Hello and welcome back to the On The Slab Horror Show, the show that we bring to you each and every Friday night. Ted, why Friday night? Because Friday night is horror night. Now, don't adjust your shits, this is not retrotainment. It is in fact On The Slab. I am missing my two co-hosts this evening. Uh, shout out to Ian the Dynamo Kelly and Carl Kingwell, who are busy with that pesky work business. Um, but when I'm short, I'll call in. I'll call in the cavalry. We'll call in Tombstone Ted and get him back in. Always, Welcome, always Ted. a pleasure to be. Always a pleasure to be back on, lads. I love a bit of horror films. Who doesn't love horror films? And if you don't love horror films, you're probably not in the right place. Um, as you can see, we have a guest tonight. Um, this guest, re I reached out to him on Instagram after I watched. A new movie called Children of Sin. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is the director, writer, actor, Christopher Moore. How are you, sir? Hi, everybody. It's really good to be here. Um, how are you? Uh, thanks for coming on. Sure, yeah. I'm thrilled. Yeah, it was great. I actually didn't expect an answer back when I put up the thing on, on uh, Instagram. Um, <laughs> as, you can see, as you can see behind Ted there, kind of, sort of, uh, the movie that I watched was actually called Children of Sin, which was released this year. Um, I believe it's on Amazon Prime in the States. Yes, it's uh, it's US and UK only at the moment. I don't know why they they just, uh, I, I guess they were like, Canada can just go fend for themselves and all Australia, who cares about them? I don't know why. And the rest of Europe. Yeah, I think it's ridiculous. I'm like, can everybody just get, get it at once, please? I don't get it. Well, it, it would make more sense, but let's be fair. We used to have to wait six, eight months for new releases to come out over here. So, <laughs> uh, waiting a little while is not bad. Um, just before we get into the show tonight, uh, as usual, this show is brought to you by Fright Rags, the single best horror merch company on the planet. As you can see, I have my trick or treat top here. Oh, uh, Ted is wearing the Crow. Simply underrated movie, The Crow. Um, on Fright Ride, you can find any, well, not any, but a lot of amazing lines um, from Killer Clowns from Outer Space to The Crow, Trick or Treat to uh, Halloween Kills, which is obviously one you've seen me wearing before. Um, and the quality is just fantastic. Uh, ben and the team over there are just, just a dream to work with. Um, and we do have a special promo for you. If you go to your checkout and put in OTS Horror 10, you'll get a 10% discount on your order. Um, so that's www.fright-rags.com and then OTS Horror 10 at the end. Right, so that's that bit taken care of. That's the housekeeping taken care of, as Ian would say. Uh, now we'll jump into the show with Chris here. How are you? And, well, let's just jump straight in. What a movie Children of Sin came out to be. Oh. I put it I put it on as just something to watch. And sometimes I do I do like the old religion bashing movies at times <laughs> or the cult movies. Yeah. Um they're good fun to watch. This I was very surprised by though. Uh, I tend to throw on movies from pictures and I was like, eh, this could this could be okay. I was very surprised at how good it was. Um like myself, myself and Ted and one of the lads from our other show have a, a list that we keep from all the new movies that we watched in 2022. 
uh, and then we ranked them in order. So I have yours, Children of Sin, at six Ooh. out of out of fifteen that I've watched this year. Well, dang! Yeah, that is very um, flattering. Thank you. <laughs> and it, it helps that like four of them are horror movies as well, but. Um, it gives it a bit more it gives it a bit more um credibility that it's up there yeah (laughs) you're also knocked back slightly by johnny knoxville and the boys because of uh nostalgia reasons i would imagine (laughs) um which you know who's who's gonna blame us for that you know it might not be horror (laughs) but nobody wants to be put in the situation those boys put themselves in either so absolutely not no thanks (laughs) um Um, one thing I found really interesting about this is uh, there's a lot of films similar to this where they go with the the religion and you know the pray the gay away and the you know um, like if a girl gets pregnant or has premarital sex they get sent off to these camps but they always tend to set them back in the the early 70s and 80s and stuff when th- this was a really common thing. You've obviously gone very different with that and continued it as a, a kind of in the 2020s like this generation because you you hear references like uh, there's Katy Perry references and stuff in it as well. Um, so you've kept it quite up to date, which makes it a little bit more creepy, I felt, because you, you kind of think of this as being stuff of the past and it's now you're kind of like, oh, maybe it does still happen. It, I think it does. I mean, there are still places everywhere where this is still going on. It's it's just that they, they have to be a little bit more sneaky now in, in how they word it. So they won't be like, this is a pray away the gay camp. They'll be like, it's just a retreat for, you know, troubled youths. And you're like, well, what do you do there? You know, and they're 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 very secretive. They're usually in these secluded places, these towns that don't really have much going on. So no one's really gonna bat an eyelash because it's just, you know, business as usual and um i think canada just outlawed it completely they outlawed conversion therapy um but in the states it's still going on constantly and it's horrifying the fact that it's still going on in 2022 is a joke yeah it's ridiculous i don't get it it's it's craziness um but like I was, I was very surprised. Like I'd read the outline to this, and it's obviously it says that uh, obviously the female character is pregnant, and her brother is gay, and they're sent to this camp. And I was like, okay, I was like, how are they going to work this? But uh, obviously, as we said, the pray the gay away kind of thing was pretty. But like the, the twists and turns that were brought into this movie as well were, were so good, especially coming towards the end. Like I'm not going to give anything away for people that haven't seen it. Um, but like there's a lot of stuff you didn't expect to happen. Of course, your, yourself is in it as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, that was that was not intended to be a thing. Um, I was I had written the part of the televangelist for myself because I thought that's going to be an easy part because I can shoot that before, before the film, after the film, no one has to be there. I'm not like wasting everybody's time, you know? And then uh, we couldn't find someone to play Hank because Hank was supposed to be Mary Esther's husband. And he was going to be like in his fifties or sixties. And, we oh. offered the part to a few guys, and um, there was a certain scene that they got to in the uh, script. I, think, I, I know what that scene is. Yeah, I, think yeah. I know which it's, one, yeah. It's about midway through, and <laughs> um, and they were like, uh, I don't think I can do this. And I was like, but it's going to be shot tastefully. And they were like, no, I just, this is the concept. is So 
it was about three guys that just turned it down completely and it was getting really close to the the um the start date so i i was like if i rewrite hank as the nephew and then give the televangelist part to someone else then it might work so it was just kind of one one of those crazy things that happens where you just have to figure out some way to make to make it work and so I think it turned out okay, but I, I, I think I think know. the nephew works out probably better to be honest because he's kind of closer in age to the children that are there. So right the the scene where he's a bit more sympathetic to them mm -hmm. kind of works a bit better because if it's going to be right. someone that's in their fifties or sixties, you're like mm, they might not be as sympathetic. But yeah. if it's someone that's kind of just five or ten years older than them, who's kind of been forced into it as well, it kind of makes more sense that they'd be like, mm, no, I'm a bit more sympathetic to you younger people because I don't <laughs> exactly. think this is right either. Right. I, I found it a bit more creepy that it was the nephew as well. Like, it shows the power that she has over people um, to convert them into believing that this this obviously works. Um, and like, it, it's, it's also, like, it's creepier to me because they're related so a lot of this has like an almost weirdly kind of incestuous vibe like why is she making him do this stuff in front of her like it's very creepy I, and so like it just makes me uncomfortable and i'm like i think i like that more <laughs> yeah know? there was another scene yeah, later on where uh there's an uncomfortable sort of um you know no not blood relative but also you know brother and sisters part where you're like, oh, I can yeah. see why both of them are like, no, we're not Oof. cool with like, this yeah. bit. Where's it going to go? Yeah, it gets. And I think in the original draft of the script, it was a little bit more extreme. I think there was actually something where, like, um, where Mary Esther was trying to make Jackson, like, do something with his sister i can't remember but it, it was it was darker and i was like that's too far i just thought that was a bit much so yeah. I, I, I think it worked having jackson do it with uh like her trying to force jackson and chris because obviously right um jackson's gay and she's uh lesbian so it mm -hmm. works that she would try and convert both of them because exactly that's what they're trying to do mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> but, uh, like it, it, i found as you said there it got to that scene where no one wanted to do it like yeah. that yeah <laughs> I no, just no. <laughs> I can fully understand. I, pa I paused it and texted Greg, and I was like, "Jesus Christ!" Uh, just after the line was said, I was like, "Jesus Christ!" No wonder. Yeah, like as you said, that's when you said there about the incestual kind of thing to it, where she says that, and I'm like, "Oh Jesus, no!" <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It, oh, it, no. That was a scene to see that in a packed house was fascinating because everyone just goes oh no oh god every no. every just, lad oh. every lad in the place cringes and the hand goes down you're like no no <laughs> like please no oh it, um, it was hilarious to watch that and just have everyone freak out it was great oh my god yeah i'll tell you what yourself um meredith and joanne robinson were absolutely fantastic obviously the three main characters i know jackson's in it quite a bit as thank, well thank you but uh, like I know, his is kind of more off to the side. It, it's more so based around um, the three views. Um, but I thought the performance was was were, were fabulous, and I think um, it's it, it's a credit to be able to direct and act in the movie. I just can't fathom how 
difficult that could be. I mean, thank God it's 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 a fairly small part. I think I mean he he does carry some of the emotional weight of the film, but really I think I shot for three days, um, and I I think all all together I think it was like maybe a maybe a twenty day shoot at the most. I think that's good. Um, so it really wasn't that long. Thank thank God. <laughs> um, because then that would have really been tough. I've never played like a big lead part and directed at the same time, which is something I'm interested in, but I'm, I kind of scares me a bit. So I'm like, I don't know if I want to go that I'd far, but <laughs> I'd say, I'd say it's extremely difficult. Even the scenes that you were in, I know they weren't overly long, but for you to try and say, well, I want the shot this way whilst you're in it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and I'm, and, and then you have to look at everyone else's performances too and say okay what can i do to make their performances better here um and so you're, you're kind of in the scene as the character but you're also in the scene as the director so it's like you're trying to be the character but you're watching everybody else like oh i'm gonna need to tell them to not do that weird thing with their mouth on the neck the neck the next take you know and you're you're in in two places at one time so it's very strange it's just a very strange place to be yeah, and then you like I, I it's, it's just I don't I, I wouldn't even question how hard it is to do, do that kind of way. Um, and obviously it's it's your movie. You've wrote it. You've directed it. You've you've acted in it. So there's a lot more on the line for you than than anybody else. Yeah. As a I mean, as a director, right? You obviously have to be critical of the people's performance. Did you find yourself more critical of your own performance because it's your own? Like this is your baby, essentially. Like you've written it and you're directing it, and then. Did you find yourself more critical of everything yourself did, or did you find it kind of equal across all the actors? I think it was pretty equal. I, I think the good part about directing yourself is that you can figure out what you're going to do before you get to the set. With yeah. a lot of the other actors, you don't really know what they're going to bring to to the scene until they're on on the set, and then you're like, okay, that did not work. Let's try to find a way to make to make to, to make this work. Um, but with my stuff, I was just like, I know exactly how this needs to be played. And so I kind of just, I did the work about a week or two before the shoot. And so by the time I got there, it was just like, all right, let's just do, do this. And uh, so I'm glad I did, I did that. It, it, it really made me over prepare a bit more, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. So yeah. I think right. it worked out. <laughs> I did. Um, now I will say, I think, I think Meredith stole the show. Yeah, she's and amazing. She's, she's fantastic. Yeah. She's so great. Oh, yeah. I love her. I think she's got star quality written all over to her. I, when oh, when totally. I finished watching it, I texted Greg and I said, um, the main actress in this has got, she's got, like, if she wants to continue on with being what's known, known as, like, the, the final girl or the scream queen or whatever, if she wants to continue on with that, I think she's got star power written all over. I agree. Completely. Yeah. And I know, I know you used her in, um, in Triggered as well, which I, I spoke to you off, off camera about. Uh, is very enjoyable as well. Um, I think this one. I think I think this one's better. I agree. Uh, I agree yeah. a lot. <laughs> Triggered <laughs> was what I like to call an experiment. Uh, it was like, how unlikable could I make a main character before the audience just completely tunes out? And for most people, it was about twenty minutes in. So, <laughs> like, they're like, she's so terrible. She's a terrible person. Um, and but Meredith played it so brilliantly, and so when I came up with this one, I was like, she's got to be 
the lead. She has to be. Well, I'll tell, I'll tell you, Ronnie, part. Ronnie played his part very well because the second I seen him on screen, I was like, this lad is a proper prick. And then <laughs> when, when Meredith came down like and it was discovered she was pregnant, I like straight away, I was like, that's going to be his, isn't it? Like he's going to, yeah. it's so icky it's so gross it's so gross and the the great part about jeff who who um who played that part was that he replaced an actor who broke his leg the day of and so he had to like rush in learn all of his lines in like an hour and do this part which is insane he has he has he has that severe look about him as well the knees that you look at him and you'd be like yeah, he'd fuck you up for no reason. <laughs> um, but no, he's yeah. He's the nicest guy, too. He's so sweet. He's the nicest person. But he could just do that. Thing. He does this thing with his eyes that just freaks me out. They kind of bulge up a bit when he's yeah. angry. Yeah. It, yeah, it's creepy as hell. Ugh. It's a um, million-dollar stare plus two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a, yeah. uh, I found there was a lot of like. Nice little like throwbacks from the start to like even in the middle and the end. Um, because obviously without giving too much away, we uh, like it opens with um a missing child's poster, which I believe is then the child that's in the freezer. Yes, yes. Yeah, and um, then that's... when they return, it's the they're the missing children as they return as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there was a scene that was an alternate o opening where we actually saw him get taken. Um, but for some reason, it just didn't quite work. So I yeah, I think it's better to, to just kind of have to guess that that's it. Um, there was also the the shaving blade that mm -hmm. we see. Yeah, uh, Meredith. It's the, the same, control, Yeah, it's, it's the exact the same, same. It's one. the same blade, though. Yeah, I like that yeah. because it's kind of a you know there was a like the two of them were kind of on the same path, whereas where exactly. they were young, they both kind of went down what was considered this dark, sinful road, and then one mm -hmm. of them repented. But she right. still uses the blade on herself, whereas Meredith didn't feel she needed to repent and then doesn't end up using the blade. So I felt that worked very well because it showed the two people could go different directions of it. Right. That, yeah. But it's it's not like highlighted massively. It's just if you're watching, you can kind of that's like that's it, stuff I kind of catch when I'm watching. Whereas, yeah. you know, some some people don't see stuff like that. But that's like I look out for the little <laughs> bits like that. I love stuff like that. I, I love that. That's so cool. I I, I just yeah. as, assumed that like the 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 cult just like gave them out as like something in their gift bags or something. Yeah. So and, that, and that's, that's what I took. <laughs> yeah. That's what I took of it when I seen the two. The two of them were the same. I was yeah. like, obviously they're they're higher up or whatever. Or if you give your kids to us, we'll give you this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a grand little sterling silver blade. Oh, but, yeah. uh, Maybe so I just read of them. Maybe I just read too much into it then. Maybe that wasn't the plan at all. Uh, I love it though. I love start, that. Just, just That's it. Saying, no, you, you, can, you can coin that and that was it. Yeah, it's start, brilliant. It's just start brilliant. Claiming, just start claiming it. Just say it. That's, that's what it was the whole time now. The, um, that opening scene where she's in the bathroom though and like you see her and she's running the tap and she's like, she has it out and you're like, oh, that was, that was proper tense. Oh, there's good, some, good. There's something, like, I don't really mind gore or things, but when I see suicide in movies like that, I'm like, oh. Yeah, I think, it's, there's, I think it's the more, like, realistic ones, you know? Like, when I see, yeah. like, when I'm watching a film and someone gets their head cut off or, you know, a big, like, ex like massive bloody scene, I'm kind of like, yeah, like, that's, you're not going to see that that often in real life. Right. And we've talked about this before, Greg, as well, but, like, when someone stands on a nail or, like, their oh, no. get caught oh. the door... That's, yeah. the stuff, 
that's the stuff that fucks you up and it's the same thing like you can see like it, unfortunately it is still quite a big thing of people slitting their wrists and because of uh you know suicidal tendencies and stuff so it is very real right. and yeah. those are the things you like that's why they're more creepy and you're like like oh i don't want to see that whereas you know, i agree some big explosion you're like yeah i you know i've been around quite a while now i've never seen a big explosion like that i'm not too worried about it happening whereas <laughs> right. the other bits i'm kind of like yeah i wouldn't want to walk around in the dark in case i stand on a fucking nail like oh, um, no, the worst. what i did like about it as well is obviously you see her and she's contemplating it and contemplating it and she has it there and you're like is she isn't she gonna do it obviously you know by reading the the back that she's obviously not gonna do it but <laughs> Um, it would have made a great start to the movie. It just ends there. <laughs> oh, God. Thank um, you for watching. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, like where you see it, and she has it at her wrist, and I'm like, oh, no. No, no. At least slid it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, yeah, it's it's a... Ugh. Yeah, and then, like, even she even looks scared when the ma comes in. Like, she just jumps, and you're like... Mm -hmm. was, it was very well done, and, like, I, I mean, say, that was tense. <laughs> Uh, thank you. Thank you. I was I was concerned about that scene because um, I was just like, is this going to com come across? You know, because I mean, there there there's no dialogue, and you're not re really sure why she's doing this. So it's like, are they going to be invested in this person that they've they've just met? And her first I entrance is her wanting to kill herself, and you're like, why the hell would someone do this? And the rest of the film is trying to figure out why she would would want to in the first place i think that yeah. works though like even if you don't know at the start you're like oh this is a bit weird but then you see the uh you know, the pregnancy test and you see the um the stepfather downstairs who's very religious and all that stuff right. like you you put it together very quickly um that you're like right it's obviously a religious thing but i was still thinking that was going to be set in the kind of 70s or 80s when i was watching it and oh, then really? you start yeah when i first started i was like oh it's going to be set in the 70s or 80s because this was such a common thing back then and then you start seeing the phones and the computers and stuff like yeah. that and i was like oh right. right it's not set in the 80s so it's it's a more up-to-date <laughs> version of this and unfortunately it is i'm not saying it's to that extent but like th there is still this sort of thing out there unfortunately um absolutely and hopefully hopefully it does go away eventually but um oh, I, so. no, I don't see it happening anytime soon maybe not yeah, unfortunately soon, but maybe not soon but you know I mean, we can only hope for the best we take these big leaps into the future and then we go back and then we take another leap but then we go back again and it's like it's this constant thing year after year you know two, ste two steps forward two steps back yeah it's the weirdest thing i don't get it it's like did we not learn that this thing didn't work we don't need to bring this back you know like if you want to bring yeah. something back bring back video stores i don't know like yeah, yeah, do that. i like that something good you know? I, I, I'll I'll tell you, a, I would be all up for a video store for a moment. i'll tell you I'll what the DVD two, store but, but yeah <laughs> just on saying that obviously ian and carl aren't with us tonight they're the two usual co-hosts with myself they would fully, fully condone and agree with that statement. Oh, bring good, back, good. bring back DVDs and video <laughs> stores. Um, we bring it up. We bring it up quite regularly on the show that we used to go and rent out DVDs and videos and, and oh. stuff. And sometimes you pick it by the artwork or the box and things. Like this for me. Like I imagine that's the actual art cover for the, the DVD box. Is it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I, like you know, you'd one hundred percent pick that up in a video shop. I would have and went. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that. 
Same. I mean, that that was part of the fun was like, oh, this looks really scary. I wonder if the movie is going to be as scary as, as the art. Sometimes it was. A lot of the times it wasn't. But it was it, it was fun. Now, now, now you need to get some merch T-shirts printed out. Well, uh, it's funny that you said that because after the screening, every everyone was like, "I want a shirt that just s says take out your sin your sin stick." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, I don't know Maybe if I'd I wear, do that. I don't know if I'd wear that shirt, but yeah, <laughs> no, that one might get you in trouble. But I'd say I'd certainly I'd certainly wear a T-shirt. With that, with the the front cover on it. Well, that we can and, do. Yeah, the sin stick one might not go down too well. <laughs> um, and as as you can see, me, Ted, and then obviously the two boys down here tonight, we all we all love our old horror apparel. <laughs> oh yeah, I will, now if I knew it was a fright rags kind kind of a show, I would have worn one of my many. Shirts that uh, that that I got from from them because I I love their stuff. Oh, they're so great. We picked up we picked up an agreement with Ben there a couple of weeks ago to to advertise the sh the the star farm on the show. So, um, we we went with that. But like I've been buying from Freight Rags for ten years. Oh, they're so great. I yeah, love no, their like, stuff. Solid. The quality the quality like Ted Ted it isn't. I have I have a Nightmare on Elm Street one. Uh, it's actually Nightmare on Elm Street too. It's the where Grady is standing there and Freddy's coming out of his chest. Oh, that's awesome! And uh, I was like, "Yeah, it's that's near ten years old, and it still looks brand new. Like the color hasn't yeah. faded or anything. The quality is phenomenal. Oh, but, that's like, fantastic! If if I could get if I could get one of these T-shirts now, I'd be interested. If you decide to go ahead and make them somewhere, I I think I might. I I made a a, a small batch of them uh for the cast and crew and i, I, I could like be them, i so. could be one of the crew well why not why not <laughs> collector's <laughs> items um, <laughs> did you uh did you face much backlash after the release of the film because obviously it is a it, it focuses on religion in a negative aspect which is still quite a it's not as dicey a subject as it would have been 10 15 years ago but there's still a lot of people that right. would be very upset about even though it's not their religion but any religion being uh kind of painted in a bad light um so far not really it's it's been out for i think two weeks now so there's still time but yeah. um so far it's either been people really love the movie they thought it had some good parts and some bad parts or they thought it was a complete waste of time but no one has said anything about the religious stuff. In fact, some people seem to want me to go further. So I'd like know. to see. I'd like to see a prequel. I'd watch a prequel. I wouldn't mind that. I mean, M Mary Esther, where'd she come from? How'd she get to be this way? I'd be fascinated by that. Well, you've left yeah. yourself open for uh, a continuation as well with the two of them. Um, it's true. Getting in the it car is. at the end. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it could happen, maybe. I, it's just, I, I wouldn't I, want one, I don't, I don't think. Know. I think I like the yeah. way this has ended. I don't think I would like another one, but it is, it's left open that if you decide you did want to, it is open. Well, it, it, it sort of came about that way because the original ending, I think, was just like them embracing and then it was just like cut to black and it was just, it was kind of a downer because, I mean, you know, 
even if they survive it it you know it's still kind of like well so much crap just went down that they're not going to be okay and i thought definitely not (laughs) absolutely not right yeah so i thought what if we gave them like a win so they're going to go off and they're going to try to do what they can to stop this from continuing and so I don't know. I, I, I don't know where they would end up, but I know there's a lot more of these places out there and there could be other people who get in, in, involved and tr- try to stop them. Maybe. I don't know, but it's not at the top, the top of my list at the moment, but yeah, but it's there if you ever needed it, you know? Yeah. You know, it could happen, but I mean, I, I, I'd have to act really quickly. Cause I mean, they're going to age up. And then if they're like 35 and they're like, we're teenagers, they're going to be like, yeah, mm, I don't yeah, think yeah. so. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i mean i mean meredith looks quite young anyway yeah so i mean it, it's possible i've i've i think i've got maybe a good five years before it just gets comical <laughs> and then we'll see <laughs> yeah well as, as we said there's no there's no real need for a, a sequel to it either it's just right. that if it, you know it's open mm-hmm. you've left it open-ended which i do i always kind of like that because it doesn't mean i have to get one you haven't left it on like a a cliffhanger in a sense where right. it's like right what is going to happen next so if you don't make one i'm going to be annoyed because i'm like well i don't know what head is fucking ended <laughs> right. but it's also not closed off completely where if i seen like if you did decide to make another one i wouldn't be like that this story was finished why the fuck are they revisiting it you know it's left right. in the perfect middle ground of it whereas if you do you do and if you don't you don't no no, no issue either way like the um i found this uh movie very 80s slasher kind of way i don't know whether you intended it to be that way um oh, no. i got a i got a lot of misery crossed with the likes of um slumber party massacre kind of <laughs> terms to it um, I, I like that yeah like I, I said i was only saying to ted there before we came on um mary esther had a lot of kathy bates vibes off her Told, and you know she actually played that part on stage. She played uh, the, um, in Misery and, and Annie. Wilkes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, she's, well. she's she's got that um, pedigree, you know. And she's and and once again, one of the nicest people in the world. But when she turns it on, she's terrifying. She's really scary in the movie, but she's just a hoot in real life. I mean, it was it, somebody like the, even the chase scene towards the end was raw, and uh, when they were rolling around on the ground, oh, I was yeah. like, like, "There's no way that's done legitimately." The two of them are literally rolling around. There's no way you can stunt cast that. No, that was that was choreo- choreographed in about five minutes, and um, I think there was originally something else to that scene. I think, I think Emma was supposed to take a rock and like hit her on the head, and we we forgot the rock prop. <laughs> so we couldn't do that part. I was like, damn it. And then there was one part where I think she was going to swing the axe and chop off her finger. And, oh, and that no. didn't work out either. So I was like, oh, damn it. Well, I guess they can just fight. I don't know. And <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like a lot of, like you see horror movies where they do that and it's all, you can tell it's all very scripted. Oh, yeah. And um, when you see them actually rolling around and things like that, it's very rare you see that. Movie. Normally you'll see someone running and falling. Yeah. And you want to just get on top of her, and then that'll be that. Mm-hmm. Where this is a this is a proper legitimate tackle. Oh yeah, they went and, uh, all out, yeah. all out, and we were losing the light. And I was like, "We have to hurry. We have to get this because we the, the light is coming down." It was horrifying, but it worked out so well, though, 
right. because by the time the 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 light came all the way down you know ever everyone was just drenched in blood and exhausted and it just looked great and i was like well the universe was all on our side yeah i, I like i liked I, the half mask basically of um on her face the, the blood yeah yeah like that, it's a half mask like so it's not you know kind because to me that makes sense because you know if you were if something bloody was coming down on you you wouldn't just stay staring straight up but you kind of would turn right. your face so you actually would only ever get kind of most of like half of your side of your face and the other half would kind of be clean you wouldn't just sit there yeah. and just let this blood pour down oh, onto God, you you know man. i would hope not oh, yeah and then obviously yourself had a had a big part in the war the ending as well oh yeah i'd say i'd say it's very fun doing like them kind of scenes oh it's so much fun. it's weird though because you're like what do you like how do you channel this because you've never been there you've never been attacked with a knife or an axe or something so you're you're trying to pull from some experience that you don't have hopefully and uh it's just like what does being stabbed feel like what does it feel like to lose your leg you know it's like it's so <laughs> weird and then i remember in post-production we would we would ha we would have to um go go back in and dub some um sounds of like death and pain and stuff and it was so funny because we were trying to get to that place and we were just like uh oh like it's just so stupid when you're doing this you feel like an idiot and we just couldn't stop la laughing that was the whole set we were just laughing the entire time because it was so ridiculous uh sure it, it has to be done though um i thought i thought the like some of the dead scenes in it were very very good and they weren't all they weren't overacted or anything um good, good. Um, but like yeah so I, I think that's enough about me let's let's i'll give you a couple of fire questions then and we'll see oh. like what kind of what kind of movies would you have based your love on in terms of horror oh um the first big one would be psycho oh what um, a movie oh so good i saw that when i was five years old i think we um, I thought, I thought, I thought I was bad watching Nightmare on Elm Street at eleven or twelve. <laughs> oh no, no, this. Well, I was a scaredy cat. I was scared of everything, and my family took a trip to Universal Studios in Florida, and they used to have this Alfred Hitchcock. Um, I guess it was like an exhibit thing where they showed you how he he cr created all of his films, and they show they showed you how they did the shower scene from from psycho and they played the scene and i was terrified i was like oh my god what is this but then they showed you how they d did it and i was like this is fascinating like i want to do this whatever this is i want to do this because how do you get that scene from this stuff here which just looked completely ridiculous and um and that was the first one so i got back home and my grandmother had it on tape and she said oh well let's watch the whole movie i don't know why she thought that was a good idea, good idea. Yeah, but <laughs> but she did and i loved it i wasn't even scared i, I was a little on edge but not terrified is that and, where the um, shower scene killing this comes from because you can see that he kind of reaches for the the shower scene but oh, he yeah. pull it down is that where this came from oh of course anytime yeah. you have a you have a shower in a horror film i mean it's got to be based on psycho and yeah. anyone who denies it is a liar 
I mean, it's just that's su such a great place for anything scary to happen because you're at your most vulnerable, and it's it's just a great place for a horror scene. I mean, it's it's supposed to be it's supposed to be somewhere you're safe. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, you're supposed to be, and then oh, it's so frightening, you know. So, and, and so then I guess what else? Uh, Carrie, Carrie was a big one. That was a huge influence. Brian De Palma. Oh yes, absolutely. Oh, he is. He's good. probably one of the best directors to never win an Oscar, if not absolutely. The Absolutely, I love his work. I love, and I mean, really, a lot of his work. Um, Sisters, Blowout, Dress to Kill, Body Double. I loved them all when I was a kid, and still, and still do. And uh, and 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 there's some elements of all of those that kind of get worked into my own work. Um, and I mean, Halloween, of course. I mean, that's just a huge movie, you know. J oh C is probably the best horror director ever. Oh um, God, I just, I used the to way be... he builds a mood, you know. Oh, so beautiful. I got, it was well known that I I was I was always a Wes Craven guy up until mm. the last. Uh, sort of 10 years or so you really appreciate john carpenter's work and the body of it that he does everything oh, yeah. with absolutely i mean just the the, the way he can c compose a shot you know and no one shoots an empty street like john carpenter he can just make it look so scary and you're like it's just an empty street at night what's so scary a about about this but he makes it scary i i don't know how it's so the, weird the music a little bit of dry ice running across there you oh, yeah. absolutely it's wonderful and of course uh, uh, you mentioned west craven and uh, a nightmare on elm street was huge um it, that's, when I that's my favorite horror movie oh because it's perfect it's a perfect movie i mean just great characters great themes I mean the the uh, 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 effects for the most part are still absolutely spectacular. I actually, I actually have a Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, Freddy! Oh, that's yeah. awesome! And then I have oh, the I Jason one. <laughs> oh, I love it! And They're then to, together and at last. One. Wow, that is so awesome! Mm. Oh my god! Yeah, um, like there's a few more to go with that, but I haven't got to oh. get them yet. Ghostface better be one of them, Greg. I love it. He, he will yeah. be. I, like, he will be. I love a good ghost ghost face. But I guess ghost face is always someone different. So it's it's not really like it's the same character. I guess yeah, not always is the same, but it's you know it's always Yeah, it's not the same character, but the idea yeah. behind it could be anyone. Is, yeah. is what makes it so good. Yeah. Oh, I love and it, 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 the fact the fact that it was done in a way that like we brought it up on this the Scream Five episode. Where it's literally you could walk into any clothes or costume shop and buy it, right? So you could do it, and it's it's something so easy. It's not like you needed a chainsaw that could cost you two or three hundred quid or whatever. Yeah. Or uh, thing you walk into your kitchen and pick up a butcher knife and walk out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think I think Scream was probably the one. It was one of the other ones that you'd seen that where they used the same kind of weapon that you'd seen in a different slasher. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Michael Myers had a butcher knife, and then right. uh, Ghostface. It's, it's such an easy one to have, you know. It's just a knife. Like it, yeah. everyone has a sharp knife in their house somewhere, you know. Absolutely. Everyone has it for some, like for one reason. Like you know, there's you've got your your knives there for cutting meat and stuff like that. Everyone has it, so it's a very easily accessible weapon. Mm. Absolutely. 
Yeah, like, and then obviously there there's some big directors in there. Um, would you watch uh, like B rated horrors then? Oh God, yeah. Oh, I love the, those were the best ones because those always took <laughs> these big risks. Always, you know. I mean, I love a lot of the big franchise franchises from from that time of 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 course. But you know, every now and then you want to watch like a a prom night or a, a he knows you're alone or something that wasn't as as well known but that had something interesting um and yeah I, I love those oh they're so much fun i've got tons that i adore i i literally if it's a b-rated movie i'll put it on because they're fun they're so yeah. much fun because you never know what you're going to get because there's no Hollywood studio person saying like you can't have a character like that you can't kill someone like that what will the people in middle America think who cares you know I mean uh, like th th that's the big problem in in movies now is is cancel culture like um and that's what I loved about the interview that John Carpenter done with the new Halloween where they were like signing a petition to get the firefighter scene taken out <laughs> like he just basically told him to go and fuck off I mean that, that was that was just yeah. plain funny i don't know how <laughs> i mean because michael kills everybody he kills well, children anybody. men women yeah. black white it doesn't matter he's killing everybody oh, he was also he was he was also uh homophobic because he killed those two gay lads and see, I, John, John. personally i thought okay equal representation good look at yeah, that he's killing I everybody mean, now that's great Listen, we're okay. We're okay with him killing young teenagers. We're okay with him killing children in a playground. We're okay with him killing, you know, police officers, all that. But a fire officer, like so a firefighter. I mean, nah, we're we're, we're they were, we're, they, we're were helping helping they were helping. They have to <laughs> draw the line. Draw the line somewhere, somewhere here. I'm happy for. I'm happy to see children get slaughtered, but one a single firefighter. Uh, uh, not having that one, lads. Yeah. Like, he always kills the dog too. That bothers me. Yeah, well, that, that, I, that I, I don't dog. make petitions. Yeah. That, that one, bit, that one, I would. That that oh, does bother me. Crazy. I I'm happy to see him kill you every once, but I always like to see the dog survive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like the dogs. I, they, I don't know what it is, but it seems like every horror fan that I know is like, yeah, kill kill the men, kill the women, kill the chill chill children. We don't care, but the dog, don't any care. animal. Animals yeah. are just animals are kind of off limits just don't. As long yeah. as the animals not hurt, we're all kind of okay with it. Exactly. I mean, we all we all remember the big. The big one from Jaws. That dog definitely survived. Oh yeah, he just, oh, he, yeah. he swam. He swam back to shore. No, no bother to him. He was <laughs> um, no, yeah, like I, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of B-rated horrors. I love them. Um, I love, I love them, and I love the like the Z-rated horrors as well. Oh, oh. I, I, I love those I shit love show that. ones. Like I mean, uh, like Sharknado. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, I, yeah. I, I don't give a shit about anything. Oh, it's not feasible. I don't give a shit how feasible it is. I think tornado with sharks and it. Yeah, that shit's scary, lad. Of course, I don't want to come out of my house. Like how how feasible is it to have a guy getting shot fifteen times and still coming along? Exactly. Uh, I mean, do you know what? Do you know what? One of the most underrated ones I've watched in the last while. Do you remember, have you seen Hatchet? Oh yeah, I saw that. Uh, when did it come out? Was that? 2013 2013 okay, I think yeah um but like I've been watching I only went back and watched them all again they're so good I think uh, I've only seen the first one because there's oh, three there's, right there's four I think now four okay now there's yeah. four. Oh my god yeah, Vic, Victor Crowley that. Victor Crowley's the last one that's right that's um, right but obviously the, the great Kane Hodder playing Victor Crowley 
Oh, absolutely. A man's just, he, he, anything he puts his hand to, he's just golden. I uh, actually met him in a elevator once, and I couldn't say a thing, because I was just like, you are so intimidating, sir. Because he's You, like, sir, are a big guy. <laughs> he's like, you are a very large man, <laughs> and I've seen you crush people's heads in your hand. I don't know if I can... But he was really sweet. Please don't do that to me. <laughs> he was a nice guy. Well, I think I think we'll finish it out then. Ted, do you have any any question you want to fire in? Um, no, I think I got all of uh, all of the questions I had about like the the razor blade and stuff like that. Uh, and I don't want to ask any questions about stuff that actually happens in the film because I don't want to spoil it because it's yeah, so, yeah. so yeah. new out as well. I want people to actually watch it. I don't want to tell them everything that happens either. Right, as we said, as we said at the top of the show, it is called Children of Sin, and it is well worth a watch. Oh, it, uh, occasionally, from time to time, when we do a, a solo movie, we'll give it an on the slab rating. So I'm going to put you on the spot here, Ted. What are you going? Out of five, many slabs. Out of five, um, I'll go four because there's one or two things that I think leave themselves open to questions. Um, without bringing them up because they do give away parts of the film, so I'll leave them there. But yeah, four out of five for me. Yeah, that's where I was going. Yay! That's where I was going. Four I'll out of five. <laughs> Gladly, I will. I, will I mean, I mean, that. I mean, you're getting two Irish boys standing up for it here, so <laughs> I'm thrilled. I'm so thrilled. I really am. <laughs> yeah. Um. As as usual, it's uh, a big thanks for coming on. Um, yeah, and taking the time out of your busy day. This was um, so much fun. I, 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 if you ever want to come back on, by all means, absolutely, you can, you can hit me up. Especially yeah, if, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna break big in the next big movie, you can you can well, cast me and head somewhere along the way. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. <laughs> we'll be keeping an eye out for your name on um on the director's board and on the writing and on the acting side as well. We'll be keeping an eye out to. I I really did enjoy this one. Greg had sent it on uh, <laughs> to me, you. and he said, "Check this one out because." Whenever we kind of see new horrors coming out, we'll just text each other about them. Yeah. Um, and Greg sent this one on, and he was like, "No, check this out. It's uh, it's really, really good." I was like, "Okay, right. I better get onto this one." So, yeah. um, oh, well, thanks, yeah. y'all. Yeah. And then, uh, have you got anything you'd like to plug? Any shows coming up, or any movies coming out apart from oh. this? Um, well, I'm taking a little bit of a break just to regroup after the, the past year, because I think we started shooting this movie around this time last year, so it's been a full year to get it out. Um, so I've got three or four ideas that are swirling in my head that might be good for the next one, but I'm not sure yet. But I think hopefully I can do something with Joanne and Meredith again for sure. And uh, I think Joanne might play another character who's a little bit wacky. Maybe I don't know. We'll, we'll see. She's not, she, can't, she can't do that. She can't no, that off. Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it's like I know. I know. We said already triggered had Meredith in it, and this had it. So obviously, it's a combination that works. Oh yeah, it's just easy to get along with them, you know. And 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 that's what counts when you make a make make a make a film because the hours are long it's stressful so you want people that are fun that'll make make you laugh and just have a good time with yeah um and then well i'll just close it out then for there and um, there's no point in keeping you any longer to go over the same things uh this has been on the slab it is friday night uh do the usual go hit like subscribe and share on the youtube page and on spotify um 
we will tag you in this when it comes out um, and whatnot. Um, and as usual, on a Friday night, what better thing to do than sit here and listen to, to us talking? Now, again, it is not retrotainment. This is on the slab, and we will leave it there. And in the words of the great George A. Romero, stay scared. <laughs>